Today on the show, we're talking about what true independence really looks like. This is Life After Sight Loss Radio, episode 62. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. Hey, if you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews. We talk life advice, encouragement, emotional support, relationships, technology, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Thank you so much for joining me this week, guys. We're going to have a great time because we're talking about independence. That's right, what it really means to be independent. And I think it's going to be a great discussion. Hopefully everybody will walk away from this a little bit different because we're going to be more independent. And that's really what it's all about. Hey, if you are new here, I want to say thank you for joining me. I missed last week, but you know what? Sometimes you got to miss a week so you can hang out with your family during summer break, and that is okay. So we're back. We're going to have a great time today. Before we jump into everything, as always, you can find today's show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 062. Of course, show notes includes links, information, ways to subscribe, and keep in touch. If you want to know anything else about this episode, just hop on over to the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com. Lightloss.com slash zero six two. This episode is set to release on July fourth, two thousand and eighteen. Now, for those of us who are in the United States, we will be celebrating Independence Day. Now, if you're in another country, you might have a different day of independence. You might not celebrate that kind of thing, you know, today or whatever. But I think we all think about independence, especially if we're visually impaired. And it got me thinking about what independence really looks like, because we all say that. We all say we want to be independent people. We want to have independence. We want to be independent. We want to do things on our own. We want to go places on our own. You know, we want to be independent. And I think we get an idea in our mind of what that looks like. But today, I want to challenge a few of the stereotypes of what we think independence actually looks like and maybe give a little bit different context to it. Now, let me go ahead and preface all of this by saying this is just my opinion. Uh, This isn't from some medical textbook or anything like that. It's just stuff that I've thought about and ways that I have approached independence over my life. And it's changed as I've, you know, gone through sight loss and as I've gotten older and hopefully more mature, you know, things like that and been a VIP much longer now. So hopefully you can take something away from this. But of course, remember, it is my opinion. You might differ and disagree. And you know what? That's okay because we're all independent thinkers or at least we're trying to be. So I've got five stereotypes kind of thing, you know, whatever that we're going to talk about here and give you sort of the at least true version of independence from my perspective. So let's go ahead and and jump into it right now. All right. So the first stereotype of being completely independent is that I never need any help. I don't need any help ever because I'm totally and 100% independent. And you know what? That's just not really the reality of being an independent person when you're visually impaired. I think more the reality of being independent means that I ask for help when I need it with confidence. And what that means is, you know what? I'm confident in what I can do, and I'm confident to know that if I need help, it's okay to ask for it because I know I'm not being a burden. I know that this 
person can help me out, you know, in these certain situations. I know that needing help doesn't mean I'm not independent. I think that is the reality of being independent is that sometimes we need some help. It doesn't matter if you're sighted, visually impaired, or any other such thing. Sometimes we just need help, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean you're not an independent person. So the first thing I think we have to get right off the bat is independence doesn't mean you never need help. Independence means you'll need help, and you can ask for that help with confidence, knowing who you are and what help you actually need. The next stereotype is this idea that I never have any fear or worry when traveling alone. I go out, I'm alone, I take the Uber, I take the Lyft, I go to the mall, I go to Walmart, I go to the restaurant, whatever, and I never worry about it, I never have any trepidation because I'm an independent person. And you know what? I just don't think that's reality. I think, you know, maybe a, a more specific way to, it, to do it is to say, I choose to go out on my own in spite of my reservations. And I use reservations here because sometimes it might be fear, sometimes it might be a little bit of feeling uncomfortable, a little bit of anxiety, whatever it might be. But the independent person says, I'm going to choose to go out or to go out on my own or to do this thing on my own without, you know, somebody with me in spite of all my reservations. You know, they're there. It's kind of like courage. Uh, some people say, well, I'm courageous because I don't fear. And that's just not true. Courage means that you go ahead and do the thing in spite of the fear. Because if you didn't have any fear, you wouldn't need to be courageous, right? You wouldn't need to overcome something. And so it's just like this with independence. We might say, well, I, I don't ever have to worry about anything when I go out. But I think more true independence says I go out in spite of all the reservations I have. Number three on our list is this idea that I can do anything a sighted person can do. Any moment, at any time, any day, I can do anything a sighted person can do. And I know what you're thinking. Well, we can do what sighted people can do. And, and I get it. But I think a better way to kind of focus on this is the idea that I focus on the things that I can do, that I want to do, and I deal with the things that I can't. Meaning, things like driving. You can't drive. And I know that sounds like negative. You know, we try to stay positive, but that's the reality. We can't. It's not because we don't want to. It's not because, you know, we haven't overcome. We just physically cannot drive any longer. It's because we cannot see what's in front of us. I don't think people really want us to. And so, you know, that's the thing. Saying that I can do anything a sighted person can do is almost this like backlash against certain societal norms. And so it's like, well, I can do anything a sighted person can do. Well, no, you you can't. I can't either. And and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. We have a visual impairment. We need to embrace what we can do. We need to focus on the things we want to do. You know, rock climbing, if you want to do that, you can do that. It's going to be maybe a little more challenging, maybe a little more focused or whatever the case, but you can do that. But there are things that you physically can't do. And again, there's nothing wrong with you or wrong with us because we can't do that. But if we just make these blanket statements like independence means I can do anything. Independence means you You can do anything you want to do, and it means you can focus on that and work hard and achieve great things, but it doesn't mean you just automatically can do whatever sighted people can do. And again, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's important to remember. You're not any better or any worse than a sighted person. You're just different. A person who has full sight can do things we cannot. I mean, 
you know, like I said, I mentioned driving, but I mean, something simple, stand in the back of the room and see the whiteboard, you know, in a classroom. They can do that, whereas a student who is visually impaired cannot do that. And again, I know that that might sound kind of simplistic or whatever, but I think it's important to recognize what you can't do. I don't think it means you focus on it. I think it means you just deal with it and then you find other ways to overcome that. So I think in that example, if you can't see the board from somewhere in the room, you find other ways of dealing with it. You first say, okay, I'm going to deal with the fact that I can't see the board. Maybe you struggle with that. Maybe that stinks, you know, whatever. But then you say, but I can do this instead. You know, I can get the notes from the professor or teacher. I can maybe get a magnifier to see the board. I can maybe, you know, do something like that. And that, I think, is what helps us become independent because just making that blanket statement about seeing what sighted people can see or doing what sighted people can do, that's not really helpful. Focusing on what you can do in spite of what you can't, I think that's really what makes an independent person. Next up on the list, I think this is really one of those things about independence, this idea that I never struggle with my sight loss. I never struggle with emotional, mental, physical issues with being visually impaired. Never. I never have any problems. Every day is a great day, all the time, 100% of the time. Now, if you've been visually impaired any length of time, you know that's just not true. I mean, it's just not. And again, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think we get this idea that to be fully 100% independent, you got to never struggle with sight loss. And I think a better way to say it is I work through my struggles in a healthy way, whether it's mental, emotional, physical, whatever it is. I work through those things in a healthy way, whether that's counseling and therapy, whether that's finding new hobbies, you know, whatever it is, you know, friendships, relationships, technology, however it is, you work through those things in a healthy way. Again, healthy way. You know, I don't work through them by uh, abusing myself or others or things like that. That's not what we want. We want a healthy way to do it. So making, again, that blanket statement that you never, ever struggle with anything, that's not real independence. That's just denial, honestly. <laughs> so we don't want that. We want to actually work through the struggles we have in a healthy way. And number five on the list is this idea that I don't ever talk about my sight loss with others. You know, I just don't do that because I don't ever want to bring focus to my sight loss or whatever because I'm an independent person and sight loss is not a big deal. So I'm never going to talk about it. And again, the reality is you're probably going to talk about it. I think a better way to, to maybe talk about it is to say I educate those around me, you know, who need to learn about visual impairment. I educate the public. I educate uh, people who are losing their sight. I educate my family, my friends. I talk about it in such a way that is helpful and encouraging and educates those around me. I don't just talk about it to get pity. I don't talk about it to, you know, get somebody to buy me something. You know, I talk about it when it, you know, is important and appropriate and things like that. Because, you know, people say, do you mind if I ask questions? I don't know. If it's like, yeah, go ahead. Sure. Because if they're asking questions, they're going to get answers from me, somebody who's actually visually impaired. Now, I'm, I don't speak for the entire VIP community or anything, but at least they're getting it firsthand from somebody, somebody who is visually impaired. So I can talk about it in those moments. Now, I don't just bring it up at parties like, hey, everybody, I'm blind. I just thought you'd want to know. You know, obviously, I don't talk about it in that regard, but I do talk about it when it's important and it helps to educate people. So saying that you never, ever should talk about it because that means you're not independent, you know, it's like, that's just not true. Talk about it when it's important and when it helps to educate those people around you.
All right, guys. So there's five stereotypes of being an independent person and sort of the opposite of that. You know, this idea of being independent sometimes makes us feel like we're never going to reach it. You know, we're never going to be an independent person. And that's just not true because we can be very independent. You know, we can do things on our own and we can get help from other people, you know, and, and it doesn't mean we're not independent. We can go out on our own and still have some reservations, but still go out there and do it. And that's independence. I mean, all the things we talked about, sometimes I think it makes us feel like it is this grand thing we're not going to reach because it's this never and always kind of moment. And the reality is we're all on a journey and it's a little bit different for everyone. You know, when I first started losing my sight, it was different than two years later. And then that was different than four years later. And then that's different than even now. My journey has changed over the years. And so for you, whether you've been blind, you know, two months, two years, 20 years, whatever it is, your journey has changed and you've grown. And becoming independent means something different to you now than it did a week ago, a year ago, 10 years ago, whatever it is. And it'll mean something different to you later on down the road as well. So I want to encourage all of you this Independence Day, no matter if you're celebrating it for your country or not, you are celebrating the fact that we are independent people as visually impaired people. Sure, we need help. Sure, we are going to go through struggles. Sure, we're going to face things that are hard. Sure, we can't do certain things because of that visual impairment. But that doesn't mean we can't be independent people and live amazing lives. Because the reality is the independent person lives their life to the fullest. Despite any sort of disability, handicap, whatever it is, they live their life to the fullest. And so I want to encourage you to do that. Don't live my life or anybody else's life. Live your life, your independent life to the fullest. Hey, I've got a quick podcast recommendation for you. I've mentioned on the show before about the podcast Blind Abilities. And if you listen to my show, you've probably listened to Blind Abilities before. But if you haven't, I've got a great episode for you to listen to. A few weeks ago, the guys Jeff and Pete did an episode with a gal that is in a group I belong to. And she has a great story to tell. Uh, Not only one singular story, but her whole life in general. And it's just an amazing episode. She talks about... uh, overcoming challenges. She talks about, you know, her sight loss journey. She talks about uh, Ira. She talks about all kinds of stuff. And it's such a great episode because it really is so relatable to how we all kind of go through those things and how we overcome. And it's just great. So I want to encourage you to listen to that. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and put the link to that episode in today's show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 062. You can go there. You can listen to the episode. It's such a good one. I encourage all of you to listen to it. Take time out of your day to listen to this episode because it's really everything we talk about on this podcast. It truly is living life after sight loss. So everyone, as we draw near to the end of this podcast, remember that feedback is fun. Feedback, yeah, letting me know what you guys think. Do you have questions? Do you have thoughts about today's episode? What are some things that you think independence really means for you? How how does your life become independent? How have you become more independent over the years? And how has your thoughts changed about that and that sort of thing? I would love to hear from you. And maybe you have questions, maybe you have thoughts. Maybe you just want to say, hey, what's going on? I want to hear from you. You can do that a few different ways. 
please, first of all, you can send me that email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. You can tweet me at the Derek Daniel, or you can leave me a voicemail at 317-721-1027. Leave that voicemail. I can feature it on the podcast, and we can share in this community of listeners. I so appreciate it. Again, if you want to leave that voicemail, 317-721-1027. Use those ways. Let me know, and I look forward to hearing from all of you very soon. And as we come around the last lap of the podcast, don't forget that if you haven't subscribed, you should do that. Why? Well, first of all, it's totally free and nothing's better than something that's free, right? It's totally free and you won't miss out on another single episode. If you want to subscribe, hop on over to the show notes. You can find buttons right there under your player and it's for Apple Podcasts and Google Play and Stitcher and you can subscribe on Android. Go there on your mobile phone. Just put in the link, Life After Sight loss.com slash zero six two it'll take you right there you can subscribe it'll open up your podcast app and it'll be great so subscribing it's wonderful go ahead check it out subscribe Woo! also if you want to find out more information about me uh ways to contact me all that stuff again go to the show notes did i mention this already the show notes life after sight loss.com slash zero six two yeah the show notes they're really important i think a lot of times people listen to the podcast and they never visit the website i would love for you to visit the website you can find all my videos all past podcast episodes uh, stuff about me ways to contact me other than the ones i gave you earlier all my social media all that stuff go to life after sight loss.com slash zero six two check out all that good stuff and it's just a great thing to do. Yeah. Go. And as always, guys, remember that everything found in today's podcast episode is intended for informational and educational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area. Thank you so much for listening wherever you are. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you in the next one. <laughs>